Greetings, Divine Spirit. Welcome to Deepen in the Divine Radio with your host, Scott Kreitza, author, intuitive, and seeker of the divine. On the show, you'll hear topics ranging from A Course in Miracles, Forgiveness, Communicating with Spirit, and Intuitive Guidance. I'll also have special guests and authors to bolster your spiritual knowledge, practice, and experiences. So sit back, close your eyes, and get ready to deepen with the divine. All right. Uh, greetings, divine spirits. Welcome to this is the 11th show of Deepen in the Divine Radio on bbsradio.com. Uh, and this show is for February 23rd, 2018. And the topic is Holy Spirit, the medium of miracles. I can't wait. This is going to be a really great show. So much, uh, especially A Course in Miracles quotes to go through uh, today. And I also want to mention that today's show was pre-recorded. And that's because I will be at the 2018 A Course in Miracles conference in San Francisco. And that's from Friday, the February 23rd through Sunday, the 25th. So if you're there, please stop by and say hello. I'm sure I believe we're all going to be wearing name tags, so check me out. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody, and especially those that I've interviewed in the past, those that I will interview. Um, like, Well, we'll get into that in a little bit in the Gratitude Minute, um, but I'm really looking forward to um, meeting everybody and meeting some new friends, so it's going to be great. Okay, and without further ado, again, like we always, I always do in the shows, we'll start off with A Course in Miracles quote. And then I'm also going to do a gratitude minute as well. It's probably going to be over a minute with what all I have to say, but let's jump into it. So today's A Course in Miracles quote is from the clarification of terms section, and it's about the Holy Spirit. So here it goes. The Holy Spirit being a creation of the one creator, creating with him and in his likeness or spirit, is eternal and has never changed. He was called down upon the earth in the sense that it was now possible to accept him and to hear his voice. He, his is the voice for God and has therefore taken form. This form is not his reality, which God alone knows along with Christ, his real son, who is part of him. All right, and so again, we're going to get into a lot more about um, the Holy Spirit, what it is, how to work with the Holy Spirit, and why you, I think you should work with the Holy Spirit. Um, but first, let's go into the gratitude minute. And so for me, I'm just so grateful to have interviewed A Course in Miracles author Gary Renard on the last show, and that was February 9th. And if you missed that show, I, I really highly recommend listening to it because it, we used the whole hour for Gary to just teach and to talk about his last book. And his last book is called The Lifetimes When Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other. So there's a lot of fascinating stories in there about all the different lifetimes that Jesus uh, and Buddha were interacting with each other and helping each other grow spiritually, and even at least one lifetime with Mary Magdalene in there. Uh, and well, and, and of course, the lifetime that Jesus, uh, his last lifetime, his more well-known historical lifetime uh, that Mary Magdalene was in there. But uh, on top of the stories, you know, once again, his ascended masters that come and physically present themselves and, and speak to Gary, of course, talk about A Course in Miracles and how to practice forgiveness and what, you know, our world is all about and how to use the Holy Spirit 
to basically heal your mind and to eventually live a very happy dream. So again, if you go to the archives, if you go to bbsradio.com forward slash deepen in the divine, you can download the uh, archived show there or go to iTunes, search for deepen in the divine radio and you'll get the podcast version. And if you subscribe then you don't have to worry about missing out on future interviews, it'll just automatically download into your iTunes account. And again, I'm super grateful um, for even like the past interviews I've done with uh, Reverend Maria Felipe, who's of course Miracles author and author of the book uh, Live Your Happy, which uh, my wife and I were just down in Pasadena this past weekend at a really cool bookstore uh, in downtown, uh, the Old Town section of Pasadena. And her book is right there, right in the spiritual section. So you can find her in the bookstores or look her up online. And uh, in the past, Radha Nelia of Goddess Code Academy, very grateful for that interview and for the work that she's continuing to do. I see her out and about um, doing events in Southern California in the LA area. And then I'm also super excited for future interviews. Uh, and so the next one will be with Corinne Zupko, uh, who's the author of From Anxiety to to love and i'll be interviewing her on friday march 9th and i've already started reading a lot of her book and i love that it's a course in miracles based and it's really about her story of how she was able to heal some pretty deep debilitating anxiety and i think in today's society I, anxiety is so prevalent and so i really feel that her book is very important and i can't wait to interviewer and hopefully I'll get a chance to also meet her at the Course in Miracles conference this this coming weekend. And uh, also another Course in Miracles author, uh, Beth Greer, uh, Awakening to One Love, will be interviewing her on uh, hopefully on April 6th. We're going to see if that timing works out. You know she's waiting for a book to, to come out and have the, the cover design and everything done. So we might be swapping that one around. And then uh, New World Library author, Miraflor Toniato, and she's the author of Money, Manifestation, and Miracles. And she's a, a leadership uh, and a development and abundance leader, uh, especially focused to help women. And I'll be interviewing her on April 20th. So a lot going on, a lot of gratitude. Can't wait to be talking to all these uh, amazing authors and spiritual teachers. So there you go. There's the gratitude over one minute uh, for this week. All right, so now on to the show topic, which is, again, Holy Spirit, the medium of miracles. And before I get into some of the Course in Miracles quotes, um, again, I keep talking about Holy Spirit just because, for me, the transition from even just reading the words when I first picked up A Course in Miracles, you know, I grew up uh, Catholic, raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, um, starting around fourth grade, I think, and all the way through high school. In fact, went through an all-boys Catholic high school. Yeehaw. <laughs> I don't think I appreciated it as much as the, at the time. And I definitely went through a period of really rejecting a lot of the material, to be honest. And um, so when I first picked up A Course in Miracles over, um, gosh, it's probably around 13 years now, um, I really, I had a hard time. I couldn't read it, um, to be honest. And especially when I read words like Holy Spirit, um, it just, I had some old trauma or, tr you know, some old, I guess, programming around that word. But because I've 
really gotten into the course, and again, thankful to Gary Renard's book, The Disappearance of the Universe, that allowed me to really be able to read um, the course and then have less difficulty. But even in the beginning, the first several years, every time I'd read the word Holy Spirit, something inside me would just go, eh. <laughs> you know, I'd, I don't, I didn't know what it was, just that there was a trigger there, and I just felt uncomfortable. But the beautiful thing is, the more um, that I do the course, the more that you do the course, literally your mind will begin to heal. It And it's going to be subtle at first. Um, you probably won't notice what's going on. You, maybe you won't see things change externally, but maybe you start to notice that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little bit calmer, more peaceful um, these days. You know, I'm not... Um, feeling the anxiety or, or whatever, the discomfort that I was feeling before. And it just gets more and more peaceful over time. And then for me, I also noticed that I could read the the words Holy Spirit and not get triggered. And that was great. And then slowly over time, I started to realize that, hey, I could really trust this presence, trust this aspect of God that's here to help us. And now it's I become very personal with this relationship with Holy Spirit. I know that there's still more to go. I still probably hold back or try to do things on my own that I know Holy Spirit could really take over and help me with. But, um, you know, I'm learning just like we all are. And um, But it's been a beautiful pro- progression. And my hope is that if you listen to this show, that if you don't have a relationship with Holy Spirit, that maybe you'll think about it some more. Maybe you'll invite this presence into your life more. Maybe you'll study A Course in Miracles um, or just try this out. Try some stuff out that we're going to talk about. Uh, Or maybe you've been practicing A Course in Miracles for a while and you have a great relationship with Holy Spirit and it's just enjoying that relationship even more. So um, to really dig into this, um, we need to really get into A Course in Miracles. (laughs) That's really the source and the best, you know, the way that A Course in Miracles um, explains what the Holy Spirit is. So what I want to do is read about four different quotes first, and then we'll get into this a bit more. So the first quote is from the text, chapter 7, section 9, paragraph 1. The Holy Spirit is in the part of the mind that lies between the ego and the spirit, mediating between them always in favor of the Spirit. Next quote is from the text, chapter 5, section 2, paragraph 1. The Holy Spirit is the motivation for miracle-mindedness, the decision to heal the separation by letting it go. And this will be important. I mean, again, a lot of what, just in a sentence or two, you know, it can contain so much. In this case, it's talking about the fact that you know, in our mind, we made a decision to separate from God. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us to decide to heal that separation. And it's simply by letting that thought go. Next quote is from the text, chapter 6, section 2, paragraph 5. The Holy Spirit begins by perceiving you as perfect. Knowing this perfection is shared, he recognizes it in others, thus strengthening it in both. Instead of anger, this arouses love for both because it establishes inclusion. Again, I feel like this is another important point that's brought up, which is, I mean, really your mind, your true mind is with the Holy Spirit. It's healed and whole and with God. 
And so the more you think like the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit, you become more and more like the Holy Spirit and eventually like God and become part of God again in your mind. You're already there. You just have tricked yourself into thinking that you're not. Um, and so this is a great, this gets into the kind of the forgiveness formula. So as not only Holy Spirit looks on others, you know, with love or as spirit, you know, that's what you're meant to do. No matter what shows up, those are the thoughts that will free you from the bondage that you're in in your own mind. The last quote is again from the text, chapter 6, and this is section 5a uh, and paragraph 4. To the Holy Spirit, there is no order of difficulty in miracles. I personally always love this quote because I need to remind myself that no matter how big of a problem or an issue I have in my life, to the Holy Spirit, it's absolutely no big deal. <laughs> Nothing is. And so the more I learn, and hopefully the more you learn to trust in the Holy Spirit and to hand over your issues or problems, um, you know, or special relationships, you know, if you're having trouble with people, the Holy Spirit is uh, loving and powerful. And the more you learn to trust and let go, the I think the happier you're going to be. And I do think that you will physically see things change in your life. I, it's just, I think it's unavoidable once you start to heal your mind. So there you go. There's Those are some quotes. We're going to get into, uh, I think, a lot more. I've, there's so many quotes in the, in the course. Uh, in fact, the Holy Spirit is mentioned over 760 times throughout A Course in Miracles, and that's because working with the Holy Spirit is such a vital part of the course. You know, the course likes to point out that, you know, in our in this reality, if you're in a body, and typically you're in a body because your mind is split and has sided with the ego, and the ego is insane. And so if you try to solve your issues or try to heal yourself, you know, through your ego, the ego part of your mind, uh, it's not going to work. You know, only the Holy Spirit truly knows and, you know, sees through the end of time and is still that bridge between the ego's world and heaven where God resides, that only the Holy Spirit truly knows how to heal your mind. And so that's why the Course will say it over and over again, and why I feel it's important to say over and over again that it's so important to learn to let go and let give th hand things over to the Holy Spirit to heal. Because again, that's the healed part of our mind. Um, and also just a little bit, just kind of digging around, and this, this came up through Wikipedia, but just kind of Going back to, for me, I like to think about, okay, well, what, you know, what was the historical figure of Yeshua or his wife, Mary Magdalene? Go, you know, what would be their perspective on Holy Spirit at the time being Jewish? And, you know, Holy Spirit has come up um, in Judaism. Um, it's referred to, I think, just a couple times probably, but it's still referred to in the Old Testament. But um, in Hebrew, Holy Spirit would mean divine inspiration. And it's generally refers to like inspiration through which um, individuals do perceive and channel the divine. Uh, and that's, you know, through action, through writing or speech. So they really believe that you could actually channel the divine or God uh, through this Holy Spirit and that it would actually come out through people, through their writing, actions, and speech. Uh, or through prophetic knowledge. I mean, they, they really did believe in that, which is why we, you know, there's prophets all throughout the Bible, uh, including in the New Testament. Um, 
I think it, it was just part of the understanding back then, even today. I mean, we call it different things today. It's still debated today, whether it's, you know, of God or not of God. I do think a lot of messages are filtered. I know in the past when I've channeled, I clearly can look back and see how some of that was, you know, filtered through my own personality. And I think, you know, we need to take things with a grain of salt if they're channeled or, you know, prophetized, uh, especially when you see how there's in today's world, some of the prophets that we've had have led to some violent outcomes for people. Um, but the other thing that I want to mention about Holy Spirit from uh, Judaism or the Jewish perspective, you know, again, this is the divine pre presence. And they looked at it as more of like a feminine presence, the Shekinah. And um, that's why I kind of feel like sometimes it's perfectly all right to change the hymn to her in the chorus, because I do feel that because uh, Holy Spirit, and it, again, this is falling into dualism, but if you want to flip him and her around, there's no problem doing that. Because for me, I do feel it's a bit more feminine, even though it's a powerful feminine energy. It's not, you know, the responses I get from Holy Spirit are typically not, you know, like, go and do this or do this to that person, or it's usually a lot more lighter and open and loving and peaceful. Okay. So enough of talking about a little bit of the where Holy Spirit came from uh, through Judaism. Uh, let's get back into quoting from A Course in Miracles. So the next quote is from the text. It's chapter 5, section 1, and it's paragraph 4. The Holy Spirit is the only part of the Holy Trinity that has a symbolic fun function. He is referred to as the healer, the comforter, and the guide. As a man and also one of God's creations, my right thinking, which came from the Holy Spirit or the universal inspiration, taught me first and foremost that this inspiration is for all. I could not have it myself without knowing this. The word know is proper in this context because the Holy Spirit is so close to knowledge that he calls it forth, or better, allows it to come. I really, this paragraph, um, yeah, it's definitely one that I really love, just because one, it reminds me, and I think it helped me ease into the Holy Spirit, the idea of a healer, a comforter, and a guide, all wrapped up in one. Um, I think the Holy Spirit is definitely much more than that. I mean, I think the Holy Spirit, yeah, I guess would be the guide to truly feeling happy and truly feeling peaceful. Um, and so, you know, it's almost like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity. Well, there's the Trinity of the Holy Spirit, which is healer, comforter, and guide. You know, the healer, the comforter, and the guide. I like how the Course says it's the, 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 because I think at least my experience has been if I go anywhere else other than God or Holy Spirit, you know, typically I'm going to be let down or, you know, it's going to be less than a peaceful experience or outcome, or it's going to be fleeting and non-permanent. Um, you know, for example, and not to knock, you know, uh, the whole, like in the new age world, and I guess beyond that too, everyone's looking for abundance, but the whole idea of just focusing on abundance and making money, um, 
you know, I, I guess I want to choose my words carefully. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but if that's all that you're focused on and all that you're asking, like, you know, especially there's a trend of, you know, bringing in angels and archangels uh, or ascended masters or saints, you know, it's like, I need money, I need money, I need help, I need help. I guess what I've learned is less focus on abundance in the sense of finances only and really letting go and letting Holy Spirit figure out what's the best way forward, not just for me, but for those around me, my brothers and sisters, so that we're all abundant, at least in peace and happiness. You know, and if money comes along too, well, that's great. You know, I do think that there's universal egoic laws that you can follow and and really become pretty financially wealthy. And that's fine. You know, just go ahead and, and go down that path if that's what you feel. But I really would strongly urge that you bring the Holy Spirit into it. Because with the Holy Spirit, you'll also be bringing in long-term um, spiritual abundance as well. You know, and, and maybe, you know, what I've learned as well is that I do feel that there's kind of, there is kind of a script laid out for us. And unfortunately, some folks are meant to experience, you know, quite a bit of abundance in this lifetime, but the majority of us will be probably in the middle. And then there's that tail end. Well, like if you look at a dist- probability distribution curve that are going to be in poverty, unfortunately. And what I think A Course in Miracles will say is, you know, if you work with the Holy Spirit, you know, those outward situations don't have to dictate how you feel or your relationship with God. You know, you can still, I, you know, still be completely spiritually happy and abundant and not have financial wealth. Um, but for some people, you know, that won't be enough. And that's okay. Just, I just would like to emphasize that as you go down that path of going from, you know, struggling financially to extremely abundant, that you consider bringing the Holy Spirit along. So at least your choices will be at least longer term in the sense of, Um, healing your mind. You know, what are the best ways to heal your mind? Because obviously people with a lot of money will also have a lot of issues and problems to deal with. And if you don't bring the Holy Spirit along, then when you make all that money, it's just potentially you could lose it quickly or you could just have a miserable time of it. So um, at least that's what I found in my life. Just the choices that I'm making, I'm actually pausing and taking the time to ask Holy Spirit, you know, should I go left or right? And if there's no answer, I wait. Or if, even if I am getting answers uh, from the Holy Spirit, I ask many times because I'm also testing and making sure that I'm not just listening to maybe like a tricky ego voice coming through or, you know, suggestion. And I just want to make sure. And typically with Holy Spirit, you know, anytime there's guidance from Holy Spirit, it's just very calm and peaceful. You won't typically you shouldn't feel like uh, a pang of fear or regret or guilt because when the Holy Spirit comes in, it's going to be the voice that leads you to healing, that leads you closer to God, even if it might be around something that you're doing in your own personal life. Which is why another quote, so this is from the text, chapter 4, section 3, paragraph 9, the Holy Spirit knows that you both have everything and are everything. And I think this is a, an important point to realize that, 
you know, we because we all get so focused on, oh gosh, I don't have enough. You know, if only I just had this, or if only I could reduce this payment, or get out of this debt, or maybe, you know, buy this next thing, then, then I'll be fine, then I'll be happy. And of course, the Holy Spirit knows that anything within this world is temporary, and it changes all the time. And so if you keep handing things over to the Holy Spirit, like, hey, Holy Spirit, do I really need this next SUV that's coming out? Or do I really need um, these pair of shoes? Or whatever it is that kind of keeps you tied into um, the world where you're more focused on that. Like if you come home from work and all you do is go on the internet and you're looking at cars all the time, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but if that's completely distracting you from your own sense of peace, your own sense of connection with God, then, you know, it's something that you probably want to consider um, healing or asking to hand over to the Holy Spirit. Or maybe, you know, you will be guided to, you know, get that next thing. <laughs> I don't know. All I, you know, I've learned not to judge either. But what I do know is, the Holy Spirit is eventually going to be guiding you back home to God. And so I think less and less those material things will become, I guess, less of a desire within you uh, if you go down this path. And some people are not ready, you know, to be quite honest, and that's okay. You know, those are our brothers and sisters that enjoy the physical world. They enjoy the material world, and that's just where they're at, and that's okay. And they may may not be open or, or ready or willing to listen to the to the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit is ready, willing, and able uh, whenever you ask. And so, um, yeah, let's just continue down and we'll, we'll do some more course quotes. I think I'm going to do a couple in a row here. Um, so stay, this is now in the text chapter 5, section 1, paragraph 3. The Holy Spirit is in your right mind. As he was in mine. The Bible says, May the mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, and uses this as a blessing. It is the blessing of miracle mindedness. It takes that you may think as I thought, joining with me in Christ's thinking. And for some people, this, this is a, a comfort to know as well. If if you don't know this, you know, a course in miracles uh, was written, you know, kind of channeled. And it was really the voice of Jesus as the Holy Spirit, since, you know, Jesus completed in this lifetime. Uh, he is part of the Holy Spirit. He's part of that right mind. Um, that's why he says, you know, this Holy Spirit is in your right mind as he was in mine. And that's, be, you know, Jesus became completely enlightened um, and ascended because he chose the Holy Spirit every time in that lifetime. I mean, I'm sure he had a few moments where... He didn't, but overall, that lifetime, he was just there to kind of clean clean some stuff up and do a lot of teaching. And that's why, you know, I think it is it can be appropriate if you call on Jesus. It's the same thing as calling on the Holy Spirit. And so the, the Holy Spirit, um, well, actually, let me go on to the next um, quote, which is in the next paragraph of the same chapter and section. So the Holy Spirit is in you in a very literal sense. His is the voice that calls you back to where you were before and will be again. 
It is possible, even in this world, to hear only that voice and no other. It takes effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned, and God's sons are as equal as learners as they are as sons. So, what I love when whenever I read um, about the Holy Spirit in A Course in Miracles, it always gives me hope. <laughs> It, it, you know, it's really inspiring in the sense that, you know, like Jesus basically completed, right? And like we talked about before, and, and even in this paragraph, you know, he's basically saying, hey, this is, this is what I did. I listened to only the voice of the Holy Spirit and nothing else, you know, and it takes a lot of effort, you know, and that's why A Course in Miracles is all about applying the Course in your life as much as you can, every moment that you can, where you're not feeling peace, where you're not feeling, you know, uh, well, I guess peace is a good good place to start. I mean, some people will say joy or happiness. I think happiness, you know, is, is subjective, can be a subjective term, but I think peace, uh, less subjective, in my, at least that's my opinion. And so the Holy Spirit, once again, is leading you down that path of peace, and that the more that you try to listen to that voice and no other voice, the more you're going to heal and become part of the Holy Spirit. And like uh, Jesus says, it is the final lesson that he learned. But he also points out that all learners are equal. So basically what he's saying is, hey, I did it and so can you. You know, it just ta- it definitely takes work. It takes effort. You know, and, and all the moments of your life where you're, you, f- you start judging somebody else where you forget that they're spirit, that they're your brother, or that they're, you know, in heaven with God. And you, you start to judge, um, you start to condemn, you start to hate. Um, or you do that to yourself. It's the same thing. If you are feeling guilty or shameful or fearful, you know, then you're, you've broken away from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the voice of the Holy Spirit is always going to be very gentle and reassuring and remind you to love yourself or to love others or to see them or yourself as spirit. That's why it's really important when you're caught up in the moment to kind of, one, realize it. You know, these are the steps of forgiveness. I'm kind of boiling it down. You know, it's just first realizing like, whoops, you know, I, I, I slipped. I made a mistake, you know, which is sort of the real definition of sin. Sin isn't like this really dark, evil, you know, definition or interpretation. It just means, hey, I made a mistake. Every time that I'm not thinking with God or with the Holy Spirit, that's a mistake. I just slipped. But the great news is you can recover very quickly. You know, it's sort of like, okay, I just realized I judged somebody or got angry with somebody. Um, Just you can stop yourself in that moment. Or maybe, you know, you've already gone through the heated exchange or the judgment and you realize like a little bit later, an hour later, a day later, a week later, it really doesn't matter. And you just catch yourself and go, wow, yeah, I really wasn't thinking in the right mind of the Holy Spirit. I was thinking with the ego. I was making the situation real or the other person real. Um, And, you know, because the reality is the metaphysics of A Course in Miracles is that we decided to split from God. And in that moment, our minds were so so powerful that we literally created a split. And 
in that moment, though, actually the Holy Spirit was created to kind of act as a beacon to go, hey, you know, it's okay. You can come back. You can come back. But then there is a part of our mind that became the ego, became fractured and splintered that said to itself, oh my gosh, I did something horrible, really bad. God hates me. I'm guilty. I'm going to run. And so, bang. <laughs> you know, this universe or multi-universes are created because of this idea of the ego trying to hunt, excuse me, run and hide from our creator, from God. And so the voice of the Holy Spirit was created as a beacon, as a way of calling us back um, from that separation. And so the moments where we judge and condemn and try and are so into our bodies, that's exactly what the ego wants. It wants you to think that you are a body, that you are separate from everybody and everything. And so when you catch yourself in those moments, then you realize, well, hey, I, you know, and that's if you really do. I know personally I do. I, I want to return to heaven to God. I'd love to do it in this lifetime. We'll see. All I know is I'm going to keep practicing forgiveness and I'm going to make mistakes for now. I still do. I did like this past weekend, just got upset a little bit or judgmental a little bit, caught myself, but you know, it was still there. Uh, but I was able to release it fairly quickly and, you know, had a great day after that, but it was pretty uncomfortable, I think, for me and the other person. And um, so it happens, but you don't beat yourself up or you don't have to beat yourself up. You can, <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it. But the more you practice forgiveness and handing things over to the Holy Spirit, um, the easier, more peaceful the life your life is going to be. And so let's go down. And some things in the course, I think, are just great, um, just inspirational reminders. Like here's one from the text, chapter 5, section 2, paragraph 4. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. There's like all these little inspirational things to go, hey, you can, you know, you can really trust the Holy Spirit. He's got this for you, or she's got this for you. Um, also in that same uh, section, the choice for the Holy Spirit is the choice for God. God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of Him. When you chose to leave Him, He gave you a voice to speak for Him because He could no longer share His knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice. And again, that was the voice of the ego. And we pretty much talked about this quote earlier, but I do think it's important to keep reminding ourselves, yourself, myself, that, hey, I was the one that broke away. Um, you know, I am responsible. I don't have to beat myself up for it. But, you know, I'm the one that created this other voice. I'm the one that created this illusion that I see in front of me. You know, these people aren't doing things to me. I created this experience to kind of believe or buy into the movie that I'm seeing. You know, I really feel at this time that I'm in the movie. I'm part of the movie. These people are really doing some stuff to me that upset me. Quite honestly, I do get upset less and less the more I practice A Course in Miracles over the years. Um, but, you know, the movie still gets to me, just like it does most people. And the Course is just reminding us that, hey, the Holy Spirit is you is there. It's put in place to remind you of your true reality. And so the more you sort of let go and let God, let the Holy Spirit, you're going to start to realize that there's other ways 
to see and experience um, the world that you think that you're in. And so that's that's how the Holy Spirit comes in and basically changes what the Course literally will say is our nightmare into more of a happy dream. Okay. Uh, let's go down. Let's start. I'm gonna, let's see. Yeah, I want to read this quote. This is, again, from Chapter 5. That was a big chapter, you know, introducing, talking about Holy Spirit. Uh, but this is Section 3, Paragraph 4. The voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it is so weak in your mind. It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your thoughts will frighten you because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego-alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. And again, this I think it's important to note um, that especially when you're starting out and working with the Holy Spirit, that it can be difficult, you know, that it, it is hard to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we, I, you have been programmed and, you know, let's just take this lifetime, let alone all the other lifetimes, if you believe in reincarnation, like I do, that you have piled on top of you, all this programming, you know, that you're a body, that you've had some pretty cool things happen to you and some not so cool things happen to you, especially by other people, um, you know, that and that all of this is real. Um, you know, there's a lot of programming to overcome and not just that, but also like all the subconscious, because really, if we're all one, then that subconscious mind is really the mind of all of us together. And so it's the big computer program that's running that we think is real. And yet there's this separated aspect away from this computer program that's our true reality, that we're really trying to be distracted and programmed to not even look, don't look behind the curtain, basically. Don't look behind the veil and look at where you really reside, which is with God in heaven. And so the Holy Spirit, you can almost imagine it's the voice either behind the curtain or sometimes peeks out from the curtain or sometimes comes out from the curtain and starts to kind of guide you the more that you're open. You know, it's trying to get you not into the dark, scary Wizard of Oz mind, um, but back through the curtain, through the veil, back to your home, back to the healed part of your mind. And so, you know, again, the ego looks at this as any interaction with the Holy Spirit as a threat. And so I would say at the beginning and then what you'll probably experience along the way on your journey is that um, it'll be kind of hard at first to really distinguish the voice of the Holy Spirit or to remember to practice forgiveness. Because again, the ego is trying to protect itself and keep you in this world of illusion of bodies. And so it's really going to rear up its head, turn up its volume, and you just have to be really patient with yourself and with the process. And that's why I do think tools like meditation are very helpful. You know, there are great ways to start to settle your mind and get it so that there's not so much chatter and confusion. 
you know, and, and taking, especially in today's age, you know, I think I was lucky growing up, I was born in the seventies, the early seventies. So I know what it's like to be able, you know, to go to public places and not have, uh, any devices, uh, to distract you, you know, uh, whereas like, sometimes I have to laugh. I'll admit, you know, like I walked into a barber shop this past weekend and it was filled with people waiting for their haircuts. And I, I'm not lying out of, it looked to me like 15 to 20 people were in there. It was pretty crowded. They all had their smartphones out and they're looking down and they're in their smartphone. And what I would say is, you know, again, this is a clever way of the ego creating ways to distract people. Because how many of those people probably on their iPhones are thinking about God or, you know, thinking about some um, situation or person that was disrupting their peace and practicing forgiveness? You know, all of those folks are being distracted um, and not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit not to judge or say that's right or wrong. It's just like that's where the majority of our population is, at least in first world countries. You know, we've developed wonderful ways to distract ourselves. You know, I think I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but it's no surprise to me that our kids are growing up with ADD um, for various reasons, I think. But one of them is, I think, the technology and the fact that, you know, the ego right now is rearing up its head, trying to distract us more and more because there's also a lot more information about spirituality out in the world. And so, you know, we it's been designed right now, especially through the internet and all the social media applications and websites um, that we're trying to get distracted. Like even if there's, if you're focused on spiritual things, um, it's still a lot of like opinion sharing and maybe judgments of ideas versus really getting to the heart of practicing like a spiritual life, focusing on God. I think there's still way too much distraction out there. So if you start to unplug, you know, that's a great way to be able to clear up all the voices that are out there so that you can finally start to hear what will start out as just a very slight whisper of the Holy Spirit, uh, especially if you're starting out. And then, like I said, you know, I think the more that I practice uh, A Course in Miracles and Forgiveness, I'll have moments, you know, longer moments of peace, I feel, you know, versus looking back on my life. Um, but then definitely there are moments where it's like the ego really rears its head up and really tries to distract me or make me believe um, especially I think my biggest issue definitely I mean I still notice judging other people um I don't think I get angry as much I mean sometimes sure but it takes a lot um I think a lot my biggest I guess cross I have to bury not bury well yeah bury but carry <laughs> uh metaphorically is a lot of like self-doubt self-judgment a lot of like I'm carrying guilt probably from being raised as a Catholic in earlier lifetimes, whatever. And so those are the things that I notice I need to really watch out for and be vigilant for and then hand those over to the Holy Spirit and then also be reminded by the Holy Spirit, who am I really? And even just reading quotes from A Course in Miracles can be very helpful in just sort of breaking that mindset of, 
you know, I think I'm this, or I, I'm judging someone, or I'm angry with someone in this way, and the Course just gently reminds you over and over again that that's really not the best way to think, especially if you really want to be done with the world and to be back with God fully, have full knowledge with God. All right, I think I went off enough there. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you're enjoying the mix of reading quotes from A Course in Miracles and some of my little banter here. Um, so let's go on. I'm going to skip down through, let's see. Let's go into, here's another one in chapter 5, section 5, uh, paragraph 6. The Holy Spirit, like the ego, is a decision. Together they constitute all the alternatives the mind can accept and obey. The Holy Spirit and the ego are the only choices open to you. And again, it really simplifies, again, what we're meant to do. Like, in my opinion, like, no matter what career you have, what aspirations in life you have, like, our only job is really to choose between the ego's voice and the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. And to practice, you know, which is part of the forgiveness formula. Realizing that you're not at peace, choosing that you'd rather be at peace, and then if it's with another person, you know, seeing them as spirit, or if it's a situation that's upsetting you, you know, handing, well, in both cases, you're handing the situation or the person over to the Holy Spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to heal your mind, and you just sort of let that go. And then for, I always think a great last step there is, and then just wait for any guidance that you might get from the Holy Spirit. Like if there's something that you could do, say, you know, um, could be anything. I just, there's a whole list of things that could potentially be part of the guidance that happens. But I think the important point is remembering to listen and being quiet and listening more and more. <laughs> All right, which leads into another idea and this is the text, chapter 6, uh, section 3, paragraph 3. The only safety lies in extending the Holy Spirit, because as you see his gentleness in others, your own mind perceives itself as totally harmless. And this idea of safety comes up quite a bit in A Course in Miracles. And really, until you heal your mind and start giving things over to the Holy Spirit, you probably won't feel completely safe. You know, especially in today's world where we're inundated with the violence of the day. You know, if it's not police brutality, then it's terrorism. If it's not terrorism, then it's, um, well, I guess it's a form of terrorism, but like school shootings or public shootings, that seems to be happening a lot, especially in the United States for uh, various region, reasons. Um, but Again, going back and having that relationship with the Holy Spirit, um, you start to feel, again, with that peace is safety. And I think safety is a big conversation going on in the world right now. And the external egoic solution would be we need to ban guns or we need to uh, ban certain guns or ban features on guns. I mean... Maybe long-term, that might be a solution for something. I, I'm not going to get into that debate. I don't even, even want to share opinion, or I don't even know if I have an opinion, to be honest. Because my belief is, I, 
I guess maybe I'm thinking longer term, but if more people would practice listening to the Holy Spirit, practicing forgiveness, achieving more peace in, in your life, I think you would feel less and less need to probably protect yourself in a physical way. And, you know, I'm going to go a step further to say, like, even if maybe someone like me were in a situation where there was violence, that, you know, I'm, I'm sure some fear would come up. But I also feel that as a student of A Course in Miracles, the idea that this is all an illusion um, is also a comfort at the same time. And maybe I wouldn't be as fearful as other people. And that might lead to maybe some action that I could take, or maybe there's no action and just being at peace with whatever's happening, which is a totally radical way of looking at things. And I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that, especially in this country, and especially around the, the topic of guns and having guns to protect yourself. I personally don't have a gun and probably will not, um, just because I feel safe because of practicing A Course in Miracles um, and, and being closer to God and Holy Spirit. But that's my choice. I'm not saying that that should be anybody else's choice. Um, I'm saying um, if the idea of gun violence really bothers you, then take a moment and start to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what would you have me know? Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? Holy Spirit, please heal this from me, this idea of violence. Because that's really not your birthright. Your birthright is not to be stuck in a world that's surrounded by violence. That's the false reality. The true reality is being with God in heaven. And I would think everyone would want to experience that, but that's just my biased opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, here's some, some other thoughts about working with um, the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read a couple in a row here. The first is from the text, chapter 18, section 1. The Holy Spirit takes you gently by the hand and retraces with you your mad journey outside yourself, leading you gently back to the truth and safety within. Next is chapter 21, section 4, paragraph 1. The Holy Spirit will never teach you that you are sinful. Errors he will correct but this makes no one fearful. And then the last one I'm going to read is from the text, chapter 25, uh, section 1, paragraph 5. The Holy Spirit links the other part, the tiny mad desire to be separate, different and special, to the Christ, to make the oneness clear to what is really one. In this world, this is not understood, but can be taught. Um, and I read those just because it's a mix of sort of a reminder of like how, again, the, the idea that the Holy Spirit gently taking you by, by the hand retraces your mad journey outside yourself, but leads you back to the truth and safety within. Again, this guide that's kind of taking you through this, maybe you feel blindfolded and you're going through like this battle zone and the Holy Spirit, if you trust in the Holy Spirit, will lead you safely through all of that. Because your reality is not to be part of that, you know, I love the, the, you know, the tiny mad desire to be separate. I think it says mad, tiny mad several times in the course. Because the ego is mad, uh, crazy. Because <laughs> ultimately, the question is, who would want to be separate from God? 
And of course, you know, in, in this world, there's going to be lots of different answers. But at the end of the day, the true reality is that really no one. It's going to take probably a long time for what appears to be separate bodies to figure that out. But it, it will happen. And that's something that the Holy Spirit also knows is that this, this false dream, this nightmare will end. It's done. In fact, it's already done because outside of time and space, which is where the Holy Spirit does reside in God, you know, this, this was just a blip. It just occurred instantaneously and it was gone. But for us, it feels like it's taking millions or billions of years, which is part of the trick of the ego and which is why it feels like it's so hard. Um, but again, there's hope and it's a really quite a beautiful experience and there's so much more we could talk about with the Holy Spirit um, but I think we're getting really close to the end of time here and I just want to leave folks with um, one more quote about the Holy Spirit um, and then just allow you to kind of go off and consider your relationship with the Holy Spirit your relationship with A Course in Miracles and Practicing Forgiveness, and how much more you want to devote your life to truly waking up and becoming enlightened and, you know, really living and having knowledge with God in heaven. And as a reminder, if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at uh, storyteller at kreitza, K-R-Y-T-S-A dot com. And for those of you that sign up for my newsletter at krytsa.com, kreitza.com, on February 23rd, 2018, I will gift a free 60-minute intuitive reading. So, um, yeah, I think we're running out of time, so I'm not going to do one more quote. I'm just going to leave you with uh, a hearty, a loving, blessing-filled goodbye, and we'll talk to you in March with Corinne Zupko, uh, author of From Anxiety to Love. Take care. If you'd like to learn more about Deepening with the Divine or Scott Kreitza, please visit kreitza.com, K-R-Y-T-S-A dot com. You can sign up for my newsletter and receive a free ebook download, as well as many surprises and gifts throughout the year. The world needs more people like you God-minded and spirit workers.